You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I want to read some Backlist. I want to read stories. This is episode number 351 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple Backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. There are some incredibly terrible things going on in the world right now. I was talking to my therapist the other day and trying to work out how to strike a balance between staying informed, staying involved, and staying present, while also recognizing that human beings aren't equipped to manage the constant deluge of trauma, firsthand trauma, secondhand trauma. So how can I stay present and at the same time, protect my mental health and make space for myself. I wish I could tell you that we came up with an answer, and not yet. I'll be sure to share it if I do. It's interesting. In times where there are people trying to tear others down or tear each other apart, I get the urge to do more creative things. Yes, yes, in Rent they said the opposite of war isn't peace, it's creation, hardy har. And yeah, your mileage may vary with that one. But last weekend, my wife and I went out and I took photos with an actual camera, not just my phone, and that felt really good. I got a new calligraphy pen, and then we went to the Oakland Museum to see their Afrofuturism exhibit. I left feeling inspired, so I hope that I can keep that little bit of light glowing in me. In the meantime, let's talk about some books. But before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Taming Seven is an epic and unforgettable love story in the international bestselling and TikTok phenomenon, The Boys of Tom and series from Chloe Walsh. So Tommen's cheekiest lad, Jared Gibsey Gibson, has always been a comedian, but inside he is haunted by events of the past and he uses humor to cope, hiding his true self from the world. Then you have Claire Biggs, who is the epitome of sunshine. She's always loved Gibsy, her brother's friend and her favorite neighbor. She also has always seen a side to him that no one else seems to notice, and she becomes determined to tame her wild-at-heart childhood best friend. So The Boys of Tommen series is an internationally best-selling YA romance series that has taken TikTok by storm. It's perfect for readers looking for new adult slash crossover romance, dual point of views, friends to lovers, marathon-worthy TikTok books, and angsty tearjerkers. Taming Seven is published today, and it's the fifth book in the series, so make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. This is one I'm actually super excited about. I liked Lee Bardugo's other adult fantasy books, and so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's set in the Spanish Golden Age during a time of high-stakes political intrigue and glittering wealth. It follows Luzia, a servant in the household of an impoverished Spanish nobleman who reveals a talent for little miracles. Her social climbing mistress demands Luzia use her gifts to win over Madrid's most powerful players, but what begins as simple amusement takes a dangerous turn. Luzia will need to use every bit of her wit and will to survive, even the help of Guillén Santangel, an immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly for them both. So The Familiar by Lee Bardugo is on sale now. 
And like I said, it's a must read of the season. It's perfect for anyone who loves history, a little bit of magic, a lot of danger. You can get your copy now at LeeBardugoTheFamiliar.com. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick, I have Archival Quality by Ivy Noel Ware and illustrated by Steens. This graphic novel is both horror and a super interesting examination of mental health. Our protagonist is Celeste, aka Cell. In the first couple of pages, we learn quite a few things about Cell. We learn that she has some mental health issues that are unmanaged, she has been prescribed medication that she refuses to take, and she gets very sharp when her boyfriend offers any sort of help. We also learn that because of a mental health incident, maybe a panic attack, maybe a series of incidents or panic attacks, she has lost the only job she has ever had. She worked at a library and absolutely loved that job. She doesn't have a degree, and library jobs are hard to get even with a degree, so she worries she won't find anything else. Eventually, she does find something that looks promising, though. A position as an archival assistant at the Logan Museum and Library. The Logan Museum and Library is incredibly creepy. It's one of those places that is full of skulls and maybe some medical oddities. Definitely feels like it's haunted. The museum was founded in 1934, but before that, the building had been a variety of things. A hospital, an orphanage, and a sanatorium, specifically a psychiatric hospital. So the thing about such museums and exhibits is that many folks don't often think too deeply about where the skulls and other bones and specimens come from. I remember there was that exhibit that was going around years ago that I refused to see that was like plasticized human bodies in poses that were like athletic or sports poses, but you could see the muscles. And do we really think that each of the individuals, the actual human beings, consented to this uh, and, and their families? And so that is a recurring theme in this book. Like I said, this place is high-key creepy. Cell takes the job anyway. The job requires that she actually live on the premises in a little apartment that has no internet or cellular signal. She has to live there because she does her work after the museum closes and before it opens, say 6pm to 3am or whatever. She is tasked with scanning and digitizing images from the archives. The chief curator who hires her is named Abayomi and he seems to be a little uneasy about everything. Celeste, her working there, the Logan. Celeste's direct supervisor is Holly Park, the head librarian, and she's pretty cool. Earlier, I mentioned Cell's boyfriend, who is named Kyle, and Cell and Kyle seem to argue a lot and always say the wrong things to each other. Cell is also occasionally experiencing blackouts, which add to the creep factor when they happen at her new job because strange things are also happening. Cell doesn't know if these strange things are actually happening or if it is because of poor mental health. This graphic novel is not what I expected, but I appreciated it, and it was a really good read. It's Archival Quality by Ivy Noel Weir and illustrated by Steens. For my second pick today, I have New Sons, original speculative fiction by people of color, edited by Nisi Shaw. This anthology has won so many awards. Locus, World Fantasy, British Fantasy, Ignite, 
Brave New Words Awards, just endless lists of awards. I'm so excited that I finally had the chance to read it and that I get to share it with you. First of all, the introduction is by LeVar Burton, and any book that has LeVar Burton's stamp of approval is an immediate addition to my TBR. There is an absolutely phenomenal lineup of talent in these pages. This book includes stories by Minsu Kang, Jamie Goh, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, Rebecca Roanhorse, Darcy Little Badger, and so many more brilliant authors. I loved the variety in this anthology. Yes, it's speculative fiction, but that covers a range. Science fiction, fantasy, horror, often at the intersections of these subgenres and sometimes nestled comfortably in the spaces in between. The first story in the book had me absolutely hooked. It's titled The Galactus Tourist Industrial Complex by Tobias X. Buckel. Imagine Earth in the future, hover cars, etc., but it's a dump that is actually an intergalactic tourist trap. Alien tourists come from all over the universe to Manhattan because the laws and safety regulations are incredibly lax. Maybe too lax. There's another story about how the fate of an empire is in the hands of two translators, which makes readers think about how we never truly know how close we may be to utter destruction. The story titled Come Home to Atropos was incredibly dark, incredibly disturbing, and also made me giggle. <laughs> like, I didn't know I could both cringe so hard and laugh so hard at the same time, yet here we are. I also have a dark sense of humor, so your mileage may vary with that one. I'm a sucker for a story that involves a human making a deal with a non-human, whether it be a god or a demon or the fae or otherwise. The fine print by Chinelo Unwalu hits so many right notes. It's the one story that I went back and read again after finishing the book. This book just has so many things. Ghosts, witches, monsters that eat little children, terrifying yet lovely mermaid-type creatures, aliens, human colonies on distant planets, technology to take away all bad feelings and replace it with only pleasant ones, smart houses of the future, and so much more. The title of this book stems from an Octavia E. Butler quote, There's nothing new under the sun, but there are new suns. This anthology lives up to its name for sure. It's New Suns, original speculative fiction by people of color, edited by Nisi Shaw. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your reviews and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in the lover of information spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading.